Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Now, this week, we're brought to you by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by our new sponsor, Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. So who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Kelly Schrock. She is with the Community Foundation of Muncie and Delaware County. Today, we're supported by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. You can find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Did you know that Schaefer Leadership, I mean, they have programs and courses they can offer, but they're also a good, great supporter of local organizations and communities and things like that. In fact, I just saw that um, Ivy Tech's Upward Bound, they had their catapult launch in Cannon Commons not too long ago, and Mitch Isaacs was the MC of the event. So there's pictures of him on Facebook, surrounded by all these kids and uh, Upward Bound students, and he volunteered his time to do that. I'm sure Rebecca Parker was very grateful for him to do it. It was a hot day yesterday, um, but he was out there supporting these students who are in the summer program um, and facilitating that event. Well, thank you so much to Schaefer Leadership Academy for also including Farmhouse and the um, Gone Boss podcast in your things that you promote. So back in the day, Angie used to be a youth pastor's wife. I did, yes. And I was never a youth pastor, so you've been married before. I have been. Oh Lo- my gosh. Long-time listeners of the pod may have picked up on that, but yes, I was married before. Um, I got married when I was very young. I was 20. Now, if you know Angie, she's a young-looking woman, no matter what age she is. She gets this it's from oh, your yeah, mom's honest. side. My mom's side of the family, my mom looks very, people ask us if we're sisters. Yes. Exactly. She's so young-looking, and uh, you know, kudos to mom and all that absolutely and i'm grateful because when i'm my mom's age i'm hoping i'll look pretty young too so So am i i'm banking on it now i look old that's true i have the gray hair the gray and the goatee the whole deal so you look like you're a grave robber I know. That's great. <laughs> oh, what, what do they call that? Or cradle. Cradle, cradle robber. robber. That yes. grave robber. That might be something different. <laughs> say, I'm not into that. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway. <laughs> but back in the day, you were you were young looking. I mean, I was young, young looking. I wa- and I was young. Like when I was a pastor's wife, I started out when I was 20. Now, when I think of my pastor or the guy who's up at the front of the church, I'm thinking, you know, they've, they're the ones with the answers and all that. And you give them authority and respect and things yeah. like that. What happened to you? Well... <laughs> Youth pastors are a little different because okay. they are kind of like the the well you gotta the take second, care of all the kids sec- second in charge yes but now that I look back at it I'm like I was 20 years old and I was a youth pastor of like 17 year old like mm-hmm. why was I in charge of anybody that's ridiculous but even after that so I I worked in Texas for like three years there um, so when I was like 23 24 I moved to California which I still I mean that's still pretty young but I looked super young I looked like I was probably in like high school maybe college um so we would take our kids every year to like youth camp stuff like that I would like some of the youth camps were really strict some of them weren't quite so strict but like you had to have like if you had to leave service like church service yeah. or whatever as a kid you had to have one of the adults take you to the bathroom so you weren't just like out in the hallway and like messing around and doing whatever right so I had some girls and they were like junior high kids and they were like I gotta go to the bathroom so I took them out and on more than one occasion I got asked like where's where's your grown-up where's where's your youth sponsor and I'm like I am the grown-up I'm the (laughs) grown-up 
<laughs> and they were just like looking at me. I'm like, for real. I, I know I look young, but I am the pastor's wife and I am the grown up. Did you have any trouble with the parents or anything like that? Thinking, I don't know if I want to leave my kid with you. I'm sure we probably did. I don't know that anybody said it to my face, but now as a parent looking back, I'd be like, I'm not leaving my, like, we have a 15 year old. I'm not going to leave this 15 year old with this 20 year old who doesn't know anything. Like, come on. <laughs> And she looks like she was 12. I'm definitely not leaving her there with her. But so I didn't have any problems with that. I did at one point when I worked in California, I was working with the high school program. Mm -hmm. So I was like 24, working on like 17 year olds or whatever. Um, And one new kid came and I was like guarding the door because, you know, that's what I do. I make sure that nobody sneaks off into the bathroom to do bad things. You know, I'm the rule follower and all that. So I was standing by the door, just kind of like chilling out. And he's like, hey, what are you doing after you? group really yeah you got hit on yes <laughs> by like a 16 year old i'm like i'm going home with the pastor what are you doing <laughs> and he was like oh my gosh i'm so sorry <laughs> so i've gotten hit on my like high school kids after that i was like you know what maybe i'll work with junior high kids i do look a little bit older than them you really specialized in them and then uh, when you came aboard the how family mm-hmm. um my children when uh, i met you guys Austin was 12, Maddie was 7, and Holdy was 2. Yeah, and you and uh, Austin actually hit it off better than any of them. Absolutely. Because he was in that he junior high He was my buddy. I love age the, range. I still like the junior high kids. Like, I like junior high kids, high school kids. They get all angsty and they're too cool for everything. Yeah, our, <sighs> Holden right now is on the, on He's the on teetering the edge of that. I know. I can still I can still draw him in, though. Like, and yes, then, yeah. I, our little uh, mini vacation we just took. Uh, you guys were the best buds. You rode the roller coasters. We ride all the, all the roller coasters kind of together. We hang out. Uh, we talk about goofy stuff. We talked about how we want to go ghost hunting together or something this summer and stuff like that. So I like junior high kids the same way with Maddie when she was in junior high and Austin when he was in junior high. I'm like, they're just, they're just young enough to still be goofy and silly and not really care but old enough to be like okay you're kind of cool but in that little sweet spot which most people hate but i i like it in our studio today we have kelly schrock from the community foundation of muncie at delaware county how's it going today everything is going great awesome well tell us a little bit about yourself well i've been at the community foundation for seven years um, I became president of the foundation in 2014, okay. beginning of, okay. the, of that year after Ronnie Johnson retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to work with Ronnie for about a year and a half um, in the role of development officer before I was hired as president. Um, before that, I was at Ball State University as the associate executive director of university development. Okay. Um, and worked there for eight and a half years. It was a lot of fun to be able to raise money for my alma mater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed that job very much um, and also enjoy very much what I do with the foundation in um, building up our community and continuing to be, um, you know, number one cheerleader uh, for all things Muncie and Delaware County. Well, tell us about that. Tell us about the Community Foundation and some of the work you do there. Sure. So we are your Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live in the state of Indiana, you are lucky indeed because there is a community foundation that serves every county. So I like to always say I'm your community foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a public foundation, which means that we grant dollars um, to benefit nonprofit organizations in our community doing good work, meeting their mission day in and day out. 
Um, we can also grant to units of government uh, and municipalities. And the biggest thing that we do is continue to try to improve the quality of life for the residents mm -hmm. of this community. And we do that through grant making. That's kind of our front porch. Right. Everybody understands grant making. Lots of people understand scholarships. That mm -hmm. tends to be everybody's default mode when they think about foundations and grants. They think of scholarship awards. But that's there's so much more that we do um, in terms of reviewing grant applications that nonprofits would submit to us, but then also going out and scanning the landscape of our community and taking a look at, from our perspective, um, ways that we can provide leadership using philanthropy as mm -hmm. our vehicle, um, but also trying to build up the nonprofit sector in our community, uh, making sure that the folks that are working in those organizations have the skills and um, resources that they need to be successful. What are some of the, uh, um, the big projects you've worked on that uh, have become very successful here in town? Well, one of the first things that I got to work on was, because um, I'm a fundraiser by training, okay. and I, yeah. that's what I enjoy doing. So one of the first things that I got to work on was the uh, Difference Maker campaign. It was an effort that the Community Foundation undertook in 2013 and 2014 um, to raise unrestricted dollars. Um, at that time, we thought that the Lilly Endowment was done with their gift matching opportunities um, through community mm -hmm. foundations. So we were staging our own, and it was really successful half a million dollars went into uh, the unrestricted fund which mm -hmm. means that more money goes out in the form of grants right um, and then lo and behold uh, a few years later uh, Lilly Endowment announced, announced another match um, and now we're on the second of those matches since our difference maker campaign um, we've also been working really hard with our board of directors on a strategic grant making program so rather than being reactive to the applications that come through the door we're taking a look at things that are going on in the community and identifying ways that we can partner and come alongside uh, organizations projects promotions that um, we think can be helpful to the community and so um, our successful schools fund is mm -hmm. another example of that um, where we've pledged up to $200,000 in that fund. And for the first three years of that fund and that grant-making um, experience, um, those monies will benefit directly uh, teachers in the Muncie Community Schools for mm. professional development. That's cool. Again, sometimes when yeah. school corporations have uh, financial uh, concerns, um, professional development tends to be one of the first things that right. gets cut. Absolutely. And we know that um, students benefit when teachers can um, uh, build up their own skill sets and sharpen their skills. Right. And so we wanted to uh, make a nod to that effort. Um, and our board really um, got behind that and crafted that that program with staff. It was a really exciting opportunity to mm -hmm. be a part of. It was the way that we felt like we could truly make a difference. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are other organizations uh, throughout the community that supported the Ball State Muncie Community Schools partnership. This mm -hmm. was the way that we felt like we could do that right. um, and flex our muscle a little bit um, in that regard. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, did you grow up here? Are you a Munsonian? Or I am you? not. I did okay. not grow up here. I can't even claim a Hoosier by birth. Okay. Um, and so my husband is the only one in our family that's a Hoosier by birth. Um, I grew up, uh, my dad was a minister. Okay. And so I've been interested in your uh, <laughs> uh, podcasts yep, related some to stories. some of those yeah. stories. Um, but we moved around a lot because um, of his position. Mm -hmm. So my formative years were spent in a suburb of uh, Atlanta, Dunwoody, Georgia. I was actually born in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. And we spent about a year and a half in North Carolina. That's where we picked up my younger brother. And then went to Dunwoody, Georgia. From Dunwoody, we went to West Lafayette, Indiana. So I call Indiana home because um, I graduated high school and college um, while I was living in the right. state. <laughs> um, my parents and my brother all are back in Georgia. They have since moved back and so uh, I'm the only one out of the four of my uh, family members, uh, the 
family of origin, if you will, that does not have a southern accent. Okay. So I can call it up pretty easily. Can you fake it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure there's ever really a need, but yes, um, if I'm around my family for extended periods of time, it does uh, surface. Now, what organizations are you associated with here in town? So in terms of board service and board engagement, Mm -hmm. so I'm on the board for the Delaware County By Five Early Childhood Initiative. That's positional um, Mm -hmm. since By Five is a supporting organization of the Community Foundation. I'm also a member of the Delaware Advancement Corporation Board. I am a member of the Muncie Action Plan Board. I am a member of the Next Muncie Board. And I am um, involved with Cy Iota Zai as a member mm-hmm. and um, enjoy uh, that women's um, philanthropic organization very much and work at the Bargain Box as part of my membership right. there. So I was marking yesterday in the Bargain Box <laughs> on my lunch hour. Um, and we uh, belong to First Presbyterian Church. Okay. I knew you were involved in a lot of things, but just with the position that you're in. Yeah. But you're also the president of Rotary this year. That's, That's right. The new incoming That's president. That's right. Just yes. passed the gavel recently from. Yes. Uh, now from your Tom first meeting is going to be what? Uh, the 9th July 9th. So. That's okay. right. Yeah. I'm really excited. I enjoy my association with Rotary very much. I've learned a lot. Um, about others in our community, and I certainly appreciate the service above self motto that the club maintains and the way in which our club executes that day in and day out. What is something you wish you had known when you were starting out? That you don't have to have all the answers. I think when I was starting out, when I kind of launched myself onto society after graduating from Ball State, I felt like you had to know everything there Mm -hmm. was to know about whatever position you were in. And I, um, I feel like that sometimes caused more angst right. you know more wringing of hands and gnashing of teeth moments than it really should have yeah. what do you and the family do for fun we like to canoe okay. uh, my dad made us a cedar strip canoe wow. um, yeah it's uh it's a beauty um so we like to enjoy uh canoeing we go up to summit lake state park okay. um, near albion indiana um, um my husband doesn't like to canoe or doesn't like to camp but he likes to canoe so um, they have a bunch of chain of lakes obviously and that's a lot of fun um we like to eat so you can always find us out trying new restaurants, mm-hmm. um, enjoying family time that way. And we like to play games. So um, escape room games, um, the ones that are actual physically in a house right. or, or yeah. a building mm-hmm. where you escape, but also the board game versions. Oh. And if you haven't, yeah, it sounds like you haven't. The board I thought that was just called Clue. But. Yeah, <laughs> kind of <laughs> is. Okay. Fair enough. I like the throwback reference. But yeah, there's Escape the Room. It's a, okay. um, a brand of board game. We have really enjoyed that. Although we are a huge fan of the Bob Ross board game. And if oh, you haven't played that one. I didn't one, know there was a Bob Ross There board is game. Oh a Bob gosh. Ross board game. Uh, Santa brought it to our house uh, three years ago. And we all enjoyed oh, that very my. much. Uh, one of the transitions I'd started when I started dating Matt is, so I couldn't like participate in the Santa presents and things like that. But as girlfriend Angie, I wanted to bring something to the kids. And Matt lived like he was Amish because he didn't have TV or internet or anything else like that at his I house. I got the cord back in uh, 2005. Matt was an so. early adopter. So Very I was like, early we've got, we've got yeah, these. So I've had to <laughs> add it back on since she moved in. I so. moved in and I'm like, <laughs> I need some television or something. So now each year for Christmas, I get the kids a book and a board game. So... We've already run through, you know, we've got all the regulars, all the right. Sorry, Monopoly, Clue, all all the typical board games. So I'm always looking for new ones. Trouble. Trouble. We have trouble. Have you done cups? No, I 
Oh, stacking cups. Oh. That's a really I'll fun check game. That one out. But the Uno. Bob Ross one would be good too. Uno, oh. we play Uno. We play. Okay, the dogs named Uno, so oh. you can tell how much we love that game. Plus, <laughs> it worked out really well to my advantage when the boys would say, well, "We need to get another dog. Uno needs a friend." I'm like, "No, no, Uno. There's we only have Uno. Uno. There's not going to be a dose. Just one. No dose." <laughs> We were talking about Indiana. Do you play euchre at all? Absolutely. Okay. So we've tried to teach the boys, and we think we're doing a good job, but I don't know. They still haven't really quite grasped the concept. But, yes, Joel and I play uh, euchre quite a bit. So do you have any favorite artists or bands? Well, my I do. I like, um, I like bluegrass. I like country. I'm pretty eclectic when it comes to music. I just like, as long as it's got an upbeat, mm-hmm. I tend not to be somebody that likes the really calm, quiet type of music. I mm-hmm. want to have my toe tapping and clapping along and that kind of thing. I enjoy all of the Three Trails music concerts mm-hmm. because it exposes me to music that I might not have heard otherwise or yeah. found. Yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. very adventurous when it comes to seeking out music, but if it's around me or near me, I try to uh, take advantage of it. Um, I was just enjoying Foodie Friday today. Yeah. And so the Music for All jazz ensemble, one of them, was playing and so I enjoyed my lunch um, to that music. Yeah, there were a lot of really kids out there for an ensemble. I'm like, indeed, wow, I filled up indeed. the whole stage. I know that was more like my high school orchestra. It was uh, than more just than my ensemble. entire high school band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my first concert was the Go Go's Vacation oh, okay. Tour. Really? Yep. Still oh, a big wow. Belinda, Belinda Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah. Still a big Belinda Carlisle fan. Love the Bangles. Um, and I like Lau Love It. Yeah. Wiley and the Wild West. So he's a yodeler. Do you remember when um, Yahoo would come out with the commercials and it was Yahoo? Yeah. I can't yodel, but he, Wiley Gustafson of that Wiley and the Wild West, is he the yodeler. He was the yodeler on that? He oh, was. Okay. Nice. And it's interesting because did you know you can lose your yodel? What? Yes. Can you find it again? He did. <laughs> okay. So evidently I can say yes to I that question. So. But he lost it. He and lost then had his to find yodel and had to find it again. It used to be a thing where we would go to the Crossroads Church oh, and yeah. they'd always have bluegrass out band. Out in Daleville? Yeah, out in yeah. Daleville. Oh, where they I play. didn't know that. They still the have ice, it. We just don't social. go. We haven't oh, gone. Yeah, I, okay. I would drag the, the, the family to it when, we, when the kids were younger and oh gosh, they hated they make, it and I loved it. They make homemade ice cream and all the funds they collect go to like restoring the historic church that's out there oh, and they have a bluegrass idea. band. It's yep. really like... And it's seriously a Crossroads. Like it's sure. just... Sure. Four corners, church on the corner. Yeah. Well, when we lived, we lived it. for a time out west in Elko, Nevada. So I worked for the Western Folklife Center, an arts and cultural organization. And I was the one lone staff member that did not play a stringed instrument. Oh, okay. I can whistle, but I don't play an <laughs> instrument. And it was amazing, the talent. And so that's where I learned about a lot of different types of music. And we learned about um, Sol de Mexico. Um, so uh, they are a huge uh, group and they would uh, come probably every year. I know we went at least twice. They didn't speak. Their whole concert was in Spanish, and I don't speak a lot of Spanish mm-hmm. m- much at all. And my oldest son at the time was very little. I think he was three. He didn't speak a lick of Spanish either. But <laughs> he we was had, barely speaking English. Yeah, at that but point. <laughs> we had more fun. I mean, the music just yeah. again really high energy and um, the. The pageantry right. that is um, mariachi, oh yeah, uh, and the tradition of that was fascinating to me. I really enjoyed it all. Yeah, and I think music can speak to you in ways that necessarily, if you don't even know the words or can't sure. understand the language, it speaks to you know your soul and your insides. And I all agree. That. Well, music takes you to a. I mean, the first time I remember hearing 
a song, I you know, and yeah, then you, I hear you, it again. I remember I go, where I remember exactly at. where I was. I remember how I felt. I remember mm-hmm. what I was doing. Those yeah. kind of things. Absolutely. What are some of your guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures. I probably my guilty pleasure is I can while away a day with a good book just sitting doing nothing but reading that good book. I get lost in a good story. I love stories. Recently, I enjoyed an entire book on a Saturday. I didn't have anything planned, and I laid there and read. It that's was wonderful. Nice. So do you have a favorite book or is that like picking a favorite child? Yeah, that's a kind of a hard one. Mm-hmm. I do. I think books that, that, that have a lot of meaning for me, um, Gifts from the Sea, and that's a book that I read regularly. So it's not, I'm not a one and done mm-hmm. with the book. If, if I find something that speaks to me, I'll read it again and okay. again. And that's one that I really enjoy. Being the head of the Community Foundation, what are some of the things that you would like to see Muncie do? So much of what I appreciate about Muncie is the um, connectedness of the community. Um, I think it's hard to be out and about and not find people that you know or familiar faces, mm-hmm. whether you remember their names. I'm getting to that age where I forget people's names. So I appreciate the fact that, you know, I uh, I see people. Um, and there are folks that I see in the summer because I'm at the pool versus sometimes I see them at the coffee shop more in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go through seasons uh, with folks in the community. And so that idea that people are connected, and I think that that has helped us propel um, so much of the vision of um, what we want to become as a community. And, and I see so much of that when I serve on the different boards of the organizations that I mentioned. Certainly, um, we're all trying to link arms and move ourselves in a common direction. And um, so I think some of the things that I see for Muncie, um, you know, aspirations, I guess, would mm. be um, continued pride in our community. Um, and I think, you know, the opportunity to be entrepreneurial. I think Muncie has been and continues to be a place that reinvents itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that folks that live here um, sit back and wait for things. They're kind of stepping up. They're raising their hand. They're getting involved. If you have that business acumen, you're stepping up, you're raising your hand, you're getting involved in creating something that will help propel Muncie. And again, when you think about our community, I think lots of folks think about education mm-hmm. um, with both higher education institutions here as well as all the school corporations here. And so we have a lot of folks that teach and are good educators. And I think you see that in the kinds of things that we get involved in when we have pop-up reading sessions, when we have adult uh, summer reading programs mm-hmm. through the libraries, those kinds of things. I think we're all um, very much aware of how can we bring our skill set to the table. So um, continuing to tease out and, and provide ways and spaces for entrepreneurial thinking, I think is something that I aspire for the community. I think you know what's worked, again, the fact that we have folks that volunteer. We have folks that step up mm-hmm. and are willing to say yes. I think that provides a sense of, of hope and satisfaction mm-hmm. um, for those of us that live here, um, but certainly uh, hope for those that may be here and coming in the future. So at the Community Foundation, you're the president, so you are the boss lady. So I, I always like to talk to other boss ladies, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also looks like, it seems like most of most, if not all, of your employees are also women. Is that something that you guys strive for? Or does it just kind of happen that way? Or? It just kind of happened that way. Okay. Um, we have had male employees okay. of the foundation before. Um, currently, you are correct. Um, all six of us are women. Uh, we have two interns this summer who are both men. Okay. Um, and we're enjoying um, working with them and the talents that they bring. Um, but no, it's not that we're seeking only right. to hire women, certainly. We have a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, every iteration of the team, of the Community Foundation team that I've been a part of, has been 
um, excellent, and I've enjoyed all of the folks that I've gotten to work with, um, but I thoroughly enjoy our current uh, group. We all are expert at what we do, mm-hmm. and we all pitch in and, and get the work done. There is a sense of collaboration. I hope that I try to instill and inspire and, and provide space for folks to do that, um, but I also think that each one of the staff members um, brought that to the foundation when they when, when they, they arrived day one right. yeah so it's been it's been a lot of fun mm-hmm. I always said in all of my working experiences that you spend more t- awake time with people that you work with than you do with your own family oh, so yeah. you know you ought to enjoy what you're doing and with whom you're doing it and that is absolutely the case for me thank you so much for joining us in the studio today it's my pleasure thanks for stopping by the farmhouse thank you for the invitation have a new sponsor lucky rabbit tattoo um as you know i we talked they were our sponsor last week too they did my tattoo um and i don't know that most people know about the meaning of my tattoo but uh i went in to daniel and i told him hey i have this one tattoo i want to expand it and make it like bigger um and i want flowers because it's all hawaiian and everything and i want one flower to represent each of my kids my grandkids and all that good stuff so if you look at my arm he designed it he put it all together i was like i want big ones for the big kids the little ones for the grandkids and all that kind of stuff so each one of the flowers on my arm represents me and matt and all the kids and all of our family and stuff like that so Anyway, he was able to take my vision because I was like, I don't know what I want. He made it pretty. He did exactly what I wanted, and it looks beautiful. And to remind everybody, we got um, married in Hawaii, Hawaii on yep. a beach, and you you started your tattoo there in Hanalei Bay, Hawaii. Yep, the little this one teeny, in the middle, tiny little one in the middle. But now there's one on each side that represents me and you and all the nuggets and everybody else. And they were able to do exactly what I wanted them to do. Now they specialize in more than just tattoos, right? Oh yeah, they do tattoos, piercing, um, not just, you know, they can do portrait tattoos, uh, traditional styles, new school styles, all that kind of stuff. They do lots of different things. And you can go to the website, check it all out. They've got plenty of photos on there of past work they've done. LuckyTats.com There's something that happens here in the Midwest, and I think it happens a lot. You think it happens a lot as well, but it's humility. Right. So if you tell me, like, you're a great photographer, I'm going to say, oh, I I just get lucky. Yeah. Or if you say, oh, I like this dress. I'm like, oh, thanks. I got it for $2. And I mean, while there's something to be said for humility, because we should be humble and not, you know, have big heads and take credit for things that we don't deserve, uh, we should also take credit for things that we do deserve. So, um... Something I found, I don't know if it's gender specific or just because I kind of hone in on things like that. And because we have a podcast where we feature women, um, we're on episode, I don't know, in our 20s somewhere, 25, 26, something like that. And I would say probably half of the women that I ask, I'm in charge of scheduling. So Mm -hmm. I reach out to them like, hey, I'd love for you to be on the Gone Boss podcast. And they respond, why are you, I don't know why you want to talk to me. I'm nobody. I'm like, yes, you are. (laughs) 
That's right. We noticed we you. We noticed you. We think you're important and you have a story to tell and stuff like that. So I just think it's interesting how many people are like, oh, I don't think I'm very exciting or I don't think I have anything to say. And if, if you think this whole thing sounds terrible, you could just scratch it and you don't even have to put me on the podcast or whatever. It's kind of crazy to us. But then at the same time, like I said, with my photography and things like that, people say nice things and I'm like, oh, no, just lucky shot or, oh, it's no big deal. Kind I of know. Thing. And I mean, I get it because me too. Like people tell me, oh, I can't believe you own your own business or, you know, you spoke at this event. You were really great or whatever. And I'm like, eh, it's just what I do. It's fine. So I understand that. But um, I'm trying to be able to take a compliment and just say, thank you. I worked really hard on it. I'm proud of it too, or something like that. So one thing when I do give talks and stuff like that, I always ask my people in my group that I'm speaking to, tell me something you're good at. And we do this on the pod too. Uh, Tell me something you're good at that people might not know. Or Mm -hmm. just tell me something that, you know, you are good at because... We can always sit down and pick out like, I'm not good at this. I suck at math. I don't, I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. But what are you really, truly good at? What, what gets you fired up and stuff like that? Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. And we're also supported by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Check them out at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone boss. boss.